Hey, what's going on, Clipper folks? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Hell yeah. We're bringing you Clippers news five days a week. Is Clipper Folk the new intro? Is that what you're going to use? Uh, I alternate between Clipper Folk, Clipper People. I have to be honest. Yeah. And maybe Let I'm it be- out, dude. And, and maybe I'm being too much on this, but... I just feel like anything plus nation has a weird vibe. It's a bit of a vibe. It has kind yeah. of a weird vibe. No, that's vibe. fair. Yeah. Uh, if anyway. You, if yeah. you folks disagree, go ahead. Let us know on Twitter, <laughs> at Locked on Clips. Um, y- yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, I think you're all Clipper people, Clipper folks. I just like hey, it Hey, I, I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with Zubots's uh, postseason grade. If you haven't checked these so far, uh, we've done Kawhi, we've done Paul George, we've done Marcus Morris. We also, we come with you five days a week, we also had the Ralph Lawler interviews. Yes. So check those out. Three parts. This this is evergreen content. The Ralph Lawler interview, the first one is spicy, It's I would say. It's very spicy. We definitely encourage you to to check that out. We'll continue to retweet that on the at Lockdown Clips. So you can check it out if you're unsure where to find it. Oh, yeah. Anyways, getting back to today's show, we've also got to look at some free agents. Um, some I, realistic free agents. I like that. <laughs> I, I, I like that note because I do think that, uh, you know, it, it is exciting to get into free agency a little bit. It's exciting. Look, we all love the trade machine. It's it's fun. We all, we all want to be GM. Yeah. Uh, you know, without any of the criticism. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have to talk about sort of some realistic free agents that the Clippers could snag this year. We're going to be kind of focused on the point guard position uh, as well as the center position. Is Those are kind of the, the needs that most need to be filled. Definitely. And then in shavings, uh, we have some loose news on a possible season resume. Uh, as well as some, I don't, I gotta be honest, man, there's some absurd stuff going on about the Clippers right Oof. now. Uh, check your sources is all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Check your sources. Uh, but anyways, all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're talking Zubat's postseason. He is... I would say the reigning Clippers bubble darling. Easily. He's, I mean, pretty easily. Uh, he's a... I, don't say I think a season darling, honestly. Like, this was his... This yeah. was his kind of season to shine. He took... He took a step this season. He took a you step. You look at... And especially since we're talking postseason right now, you look at where he was at last postseason. And it is unbelievable the difference there was. He got played off the floor in game one, I'm pretty sure. I think we finally made the adjustment game three to yeah. move uh, to move Jamichael to the center. Yeah, I could but, be wrong on that. And so he and it, feel free to fact check me. And since it's Doc Rivers, it probably should have been game two. Oh, um, yeah. But I mean, he was played off the floor on that. But in this postseason, he was seen as a why didn't we play him more type player, which hey, I can't argue with for the most of it. Um, which was a season narrative for Zoo as yes, well. Yes, very much so. He averaged 9.7 boards, uh, just over half an assist in 24 minutes a game. Had a plus 8.5 net rating, 56% from the field, 81% from the line, which was great. Doesn't get to the line a whole bunch, but you like kind of having that reliability. What did you think of Zoo's postseason? So, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Just just off the bat, I'm very impressed. From what we saw last year... Uh, 
this is nothing short of me to an A improvement, an uh, an A yeah. plus improvement. Yeah, because uh, you went, you know, like from where he was at last year, not being playable. Yeah, he uh, crushed the Warriors <laughs> scrubs at one point and grabbed a bunch of rebounds. And everyone's like, he should play, and it's like, no, he will play. Yes. It just takes some time. Definitely, definitely, and and also, you know, it's matchup dependent. We went up against some bigger front courts through first two the first two rounds of the playoff series this year, as opposed to last year. Yeah, um, De- well, I mean, yeah, first two series, and if Chris Tapps would have played the full series, who knows what happens? Definitely, definitely, and so like the thing is, and we've talked about this before too. Yeah. Um, while I do think the, well. Actually, let me ask you first before we get into this. Yeah. I think his improvement was an A based on where where he came from, his age. You know, like, I, I'm definitely grading on a curve when it comes to Zoo. Yeah. What are your feelings on his postseason, uh, just overall? Just in a vacuum, not considering the last postseason, I well, would say. Well, you can consider last postseason. I mean, I am. That's fair. I'm a little bit, I'm a little tougher of a professor. Okay. Um, that's fair. I don't care what you did in your other classes. I'm um, the professor that got the door removed from his <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, funny story. We actually, this is, we have to talk about this. Uh, there was a professor at our college <laughs> who had relations with too many students in his office yes. to the point that they had to remove his door. Which is the most childlike punishment Some instead childlike of just shit. firing yeah. someone. Um, the dude... Did he have tenure? I don't know how I don't that know. works. Anyway, how do you not get fired? That's more on locked on scandal. But uh, <laughs> no, Zeus. So the rotations, like his foot speed looked quicker. The rotations were there. Like he was making the right reads. It felt like. Do you have um, any numbers on that foot speed? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> and like so during the regular season, he was the second best player in terms of opponent field goal percentage uh, at the rim of people who defended two hundred and fifty plus possessions at the rim. He's an elite. It. In the regular season, he's an elite at the rim defender. But, unfortunately, he had to guard Jokic, which yeah. is very difficult. Um, Jokic shot 47% against them. Which was his worst percentage For against sure. any defender in the, yes. in the playoffs. But, I mean, you know, I got to give him a, I got to give him like a B. Wow. I'm surprised you're going so low. Maybe B plus. Wow. This is the first A I've given out. Oh wow! Um, and an Updike A. Hey, that's uh, I don't know. That's worth something, I guess. But like, <laughs> I can see an A. It's just like his role is so weird on the team. There's no real identity for the team. And we talked about how maybe there should have gone to post ups more mm-hmm. um, in the postseason. But there's still some things that need to be worked on. But I mean, you know what? I'll give him an A minus. Like I think this that's was, great. This was better than I thought he was going to be. I, I what, just, what would you give? You're giving him just a, a, a hefty A? I'm giving him an A. And, you know, like like I said, it, it is weighted on, on last year's total. But the thing is, is like he improved so much. Uh, you know, the, the free throw shooting was better in the was was better in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. Uh he has a you know he has a great shot. The only thing is like he just needs to improve offensively. Uh and I don't feel as though, I mean, he did have one game where he was one for six, but I still don't <laughs> feel necessarily as though all of the offensive woes are on him as a player versus it, you know, being on this offense, which you know we continually talked about. System, yes, that li- that lacks any sort of uh, continuity or drive. For sure, that's a fair point. Um, Zoo got a bunch of fan love, of course, very yeah, much so, definitely. I have a theory about some of this fan love, though. 
um, which I'm all for the fan love. I think Trez's shortcomings on defense fuels a lot of the fan love for Zoo. Like, we all want him to play more minutes, but he played... I mean, he played 24 minutes a game. Like, the conditioning, how many more the, minutes should he play? I gotta right? be honest. I gotta be honest, too. And this is something that also I have to give him a pass on because he was never prepared in the regular season to play enough minutes. And that's not his Very fault. Very good call. It's, it's because... He took the whole second half off because of Trez, yeah. Exactly. Or because of Doc, not because of Trez. Yeah, it's like... because his, of Doc. His minutes were never ramped up in a way that, that made any sort of sense. And then on top of that, man, the guy gets freaking COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like is underrated, yeah, too. Yeah, low-key. And, he and then he's now supposed to be, what, like a 36-minute per game guy yeah that's a good call it doesn't make any sense that's a good call um, and he's I a think, COVID MVP I'd say I, I think that's why we saw some of the foul trouble obviously you know I mean it's a common theme when you get tired you can't stay in front of players you tend to use your hands and you're playing and you get like in Jokic. you gotta play defense against Jokic the you're, best offensive center in the league yeah definitely um no Zoo I mean Zoo I'll tell you one thing thank god he's not an unrestricted free agent after this bubble. Am I right? Like... Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think his postseason grade, for me, has I to be I honestly forgot he got COVID. I, I think a lot of people... I don't mean do. that in a rude way. I just literally forgot I think a lot COVID. of people do. But anyways, I mean, moving forward, I think the biggest things for Zoo, like I said, is just going to be the finishing, which... I thought his touch was much better this year than it was last year. Yes. Um, it's still... There's still another jump to be taken... Uh, and I'd love to see him passing more. The passing is something that I'd we've been kind of teased more. about by the organization as something that can be unlocked. Not this season. They dropped that narrative this season. Well, when you have Trez playing whole second halves. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I've said it before on this podcast, but if Zoo could somehow average two assists a game in the postseason, he'd be, it'd be, I mean, even better than it is now. I'm not sure what, how much better he could have been in this postseason given game flow and stuff like that. For sure. So that's why, that's why I think I bumped it up to an A-. minus. The game plan is not for him. Yeah, I mean, and honestly... Nor, nor should it be. Part of it to me is an A-2 just because, like, in the second round, the difficulty of that matchup is... The hardest it can be. The, other than the, the Western Conference Finals when we would have met Anthony Davis. Like, I still think Jokic is a better offensive center overall. For true centers i think you're right like for actual post type stuff like he's using he's also just like he can pass better uh, he can pass better he's just a bigger threat yeah definitely um not that anthony davis isn't great like i'm not hey i don't give i'm a not shit. dragging anybody here no one cares uh who cares about it? if you're unless i'm dragging them unless it's drag time <laughs> if you're listening and you're a lakers fan uh, get a life um Coming up after this, we're going to be talking rational potential ads for the Clippers in the offseason. In terms of free agency, we're not talking trades at some point, but rational ads right after this. Okay, so we're back. And look, right now, there's a lot of excitement surrounding free agency, surrounding trades. Which is weird because the free agent pool is garbage. I know. Well, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is one of the weakest free agent classes in NBA history. Uh, and of course, it coincides with the season in which the cap is shrinking. Yeah. Uh, no one knows what that's going to look like. Uh, things are very tough for you if you're a free agent in the summer, fall, whenever free whenever agency is actually yeah. starting uh, of 2020. But 
We're gonna ignore trades for today, and we're just gonna be looking at actual free agents yeah. that are within the realm of possibility for the Clippers to sign. So we're leaving out people like uh, Drogic, uh, people, just people gonna who go are back most to likely gonna yeah. return to their team. For sure. And in this scenario, like let's say we keep Morris and Jamichael, and we have Trez Walk, because I think there is a possibility that Trez maybe gets a higher offer from another team, and he maybe takes it. Um, and even if he doesn't, I still think there's a need to maybe sign a center who can play useful minutes, not Joachim minutes or Patterson minutes, to help I, spell these guys. So can we talk about this for one second? I don't think we re-sign Harold. Tre no, I, don't, I think a lot of people don't think that. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Every single story about chemistry has a pretty common theme, and that common theme is Montrez Harrell. Um, is Sixth Man of the Year also the new coach of the year, where you win Sixth Man of the Year and then just don't get re-signed by your team? Um, I mean, didn't happen to live. Very true. Um, but so, like, what the Clippers need is a true point guard to be a backup, because mm -hmm. from the rhetoric we've heard from Doc, with the playbook stuff, you know what I mean? Like how Pat Bev... Pat is our one. Pat, Pat is, our, is our starting one. And you can like it or not like it, but that's a thing that's difficult for Clippers fans. And myself, I'll include in this group, there's so many changes I want to see made, but knowing that Doc is at the helm, those changes will come slowly. Here's the other thing I want to address. Am I wrong? Like, Here's the other thing I want to address. Uh... Pat missed nearly a quarter of the games as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, like 15% of games. He missed a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing for this team, I feel like, was they never developed some sort of encore. I don't even want to call it chemistry because that's not right. That that has like a personnel feeling or, a, or yeah. like a, a sort of off-court vibe. But they never developed uh, a cohesive offense uh, that really worked, and 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 that's what happens when you have one of your three kind of main guys who uh, reads the playbook never playing together. Yeah, and uh, there's no real identity on the offense either. Like we don't have, we're not a heavy three point shooting team, really. Like there's no, there's a marketing identity for sure, definitely, but there's not a tangible on court offensive identity other than give it to Kawhi and Paul George and have them do their thing. One thing to me that I think is like a a surefire showing of the fact that this offense just never really reached the potential that's there is Pat Beverly, who did not start last year after a certain point in the lineup, yeah. averaged more assists last season than this season. Damn. With Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the team, that should just not, like, that makes no mathematical sense. Yeah. To he me, should that, average like eight and a half assists a game. Yes, <laughs> it's automatic. You got two guys who are automatic. 100%. Uh, and Zoo, who is like in the in an elite level of of post scorers. Yeah, by stats, by stats. Yeah, not the eye test because the eye test, hey, medium. <laughs> it's medium. Lukewarm on that. Um, so point guards, Reggie Jackson. Do we resign him? So, he averaged twelve, three, and four through the regular season, and like he's Paul George's guy, which is the other thing. They have lockers next to each other. Um, I've seen it. I talked to Reggie Jackson about the weather in Detroit compared to Los Angeles. Spoiler alert, likes Los Angeles weather better. He's got resting high face, which I love. Well, I do too, but I'm usually just freaking ripped, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do we think we just, do you think we re-sign Reggie? Part so, of me thinks we do. Here's my thing. Uh, I, and I this know. is also all speculation. Look, in the playoffs, <laughs> Reggie Jackson was a net negative. Wasn't great. Yeah. Um, he had some highs. He had some highs, 
Uh, overall, though, I mean, dude, for most of his career, Reggie Jackson is like a net neutral to like barely above replacement level player. Oh, are you bringing Vorp out right now? <laughs> All right, man. I'm not going to get too into it. It's so funny because Vorp, I feel like, is such an extreme sounding stat acronym, but it's really not that crazy. No, the name is bad. Yeah, the name is bad. The name well, is the, bad. Well, uh, the equivalent in baseball is war, which is wins worse. above replacement. It's worse. all bad. It's yeah. worse. Um, it should be called bug or something. I don't know. Bug would be a good call. Bug is friendly. I bet I part of me thinks we maybe re-sign Reggie. So my thing is with the Reggie, uh, as long as he's not thrust into that starting position, I got to be honest, man, on the second unit, especially through an 82-game season, which Silver, which we'll talk about Theoretically, later, we might have. Silver has emphasized, you know, he wants to be the case for the next season. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I think that it makes sense. I think that it makes sense. It you keeps can, the continuity the same. It keeps some continuity. You can, you know, get Lou a little bit off ball. Here's my thing. Uh, and I know a lot of names are being thrown out there. It's like we said at the beginning of this. We're not going to find a starting level point guard. No. Uh, and There's the Derrick Rose rumors, which I'm like, he's not really a distributor. Yeah, he's not a distributor. I also don't think Clifford's PR wants to deal with that. No, thank you. Um, so yeah, if we're looking for another, like a second unit point guard, I gotta be honest, Reggie Jackson, you could do worse. You could do absolutely that. And it sucks. But like when you're talking about second level point guards who aren't going to play much, cause I'm having a hard time. I think one of the things that I'm having a difficult time with is trying to take it to full scope, right? Not just postseason. Mm -hmm. We're so fresh off mm -hmm. the postseason. Um, a, a name that intrigues me Jeff Teague. Okay, so you're a Teague apologist. You're a you're I a love, Teague head. I love Jeff Teague. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love Jeff Teague. Uh, I loved him on those uh, Atlanta teams. Hasn't been as good since he came back to Atlanta. No, uh, won't get as big a contract either. But he averaged a career high in assists the year that Jimmy Butler was there. The lone year that the Timberwolves made the playoffs. Uh, his defense has definitely fallen off from where it once was. That's what gets me is like, do we want to run Teague and Lou out there on the second unit? I mean, he's better on defense than Reggie. True. <laughs> Low bar. Fair. Low bar. So am I, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I can take a charge. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I like, so I love Jeff Teague for the right price. I think it makes sense. Um, you know, once again, though, like, I just, I, I'm struggling right now with the idea of how much we want to shake things up. Agreed. But I do like the idea of Teague because he is a consummate professional. Vet. He's a vet. Yeah. He's been in good locker rooms. Yeah. Uh, He's been in bad locker rooms, too. You know, man... <laughs> I'm not saying that's his fault. I'm just saying yeah, he's we been We can address there. this on a different pod, but the Timberwolves thing, Jimmy got a bad rap on that, and I think the problems in the locker room were somewhere else. Yes, um, I agree with that. And then, so, like, we looked at uh, the upcoming free agent, and, like, look, Darren Fox has a team option for $5 million. I wonder like, if they picked that up. Yeah, I wonder. And then Fred Van Fleet, who is just not coming to the Clippers, I don't think. I hope I can uh, old takes expose myself on this. The other one we have in here is DJ Augustine. So... I, I, Which has been in kind of the Clippers, like, chatter, Twitter, Facebook mill for a minute. This one is kind of interesting to me because... He can shoot. He can shoot. Like, he, he's a better he's a better shooter uh, than Jeff Teague. 
he still averages around four assists a game. I think that that could go up, to, you know, like depending on what this second unit looks like, you know. Uh, but I'm not opposed to it as a, you know, like an off the bench guy. I, yeah. I, I'm not mad at it. It's like, it's something that where I'm like, I mean, I don't know, a true point guard, like, you know. He's also a guy that, like, he's a lo- good locker room dude. He's a good locker room dude. He only averages four assists, but on this bench, like, even if Trez and Lou stay, Augustine makes an impact on this bench. Right? I agree. You do know you, what I'm saying? Do you think that it's a greater impact than Reggie Jackson's potential? Yes, because I think DJ Augustine's more consistent. You know what? I'll I'll give you that. Reggie's a little streaky. I'll give you that. He's also uh he's also definitely closer to a pass first guy. Closer. Than, That's a great yeah, he's, he's closer. closer to a pass first guy <laughs> than Reggie is. I, That's I mean so funny. I think yeah, a, a lot of the frustration with Reggie just comes from, from holding on to the ball and lofting up a dumb shot. <laughs> yeah, holding on to the ball too long. I, I think it was you that said he has never once made a right decision in transition. Never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Um, moving on to centers, this has a weird note. So Joachim Noah has a non-guaranteed contract with the Clips next season. But there's some like murky stuff with that because it's like semi-guaranteed. So or he something. like might make the team, but also his college coach, who he won a national championship with, a natty, a natty, fat natties. Shout out to everyone here who loves fat natties. Um, just got hired by the Bulls. So there's kind of some things up in the air here. I don't think Joachim, if he really wants a championship, and plays well enough the clippers will honor that contract and then maybe use it as trade filler which would be classic clip stuff Um, well the contract is so low you know like you're still bundling things that so that's kind of the tricky thing with the clippers right now which is why we're covering free agents very top heavy contracts is the 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 contracts are so top heavy it gets really difficult without bundling a lot of players yeah so i'm not sure if it's possible but this was something that clippers fans talked about Aaron Baines, he's an unrestricted free agent. I have not a lot of confidence that the Clippers get him based on the fact that the Suns, if you're the Suns, how do you not retain every single human who played in that bubble? But, I mean, he can maybe hit the three. He's a traditional size center. He has the identity that the marketing team wants that didn't really translate to the full Clippers team. No, like, agreed. That'd be a good signing. I think that uh, for the price level that the, the Clippers can actually afford, yeah. I think Baines is the best available. Yeah. Um, they just got to match the Suns, but I think the Suns are going to take care of him. Yeah. I, I also, mean, full disclosure, no idea what the Suns cap scenario is. I don't either, but I'm guessing low. Pretty chill. It's Phoenix. Seems pretty chill. I mean, who all are they paying? Just Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker and, I mean, Dario, I guess, if they re-sign him. But that's Which still they should. pretty low. I'm just saying. They should, yeah, like, it'll. I mean, I would like to see it. I mean, if we could get bands, I, you know, I think that he's been, uh, as a guy off the bench, a positive impact player for the, you know, the last several years, certainly in Boston yeah. uh, and in Phoenix. He'd be a great addition. Um, he's right in that price range, like unless he takes a jump, which I don't see because of the cap There's situation. There's no jump to be taken, which, which does play yeah. into the Clippers' favor. Um, but on the flip side, I don't see any player on the Clippers recruiting Aaron Baines as heavily as 
Devin Booker does. I can see Reggie Jackson hanging out with Aaron Baines consistently. I don't know. No, I don't know about that. Um, Booker's taking him to Hooters with the fellows. That's true. Can't beat that. Um, uh, one of a uh, 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 positive Chuck's favorites, Nerlens Noll. So I I think that this fit hella makes, cheap. That yeah. I mean, this to me is a pretty easy addition. Uh, He's not going to be looking at a big contract because of the way the league is going, and, and because and, he fucked it all up, and because of you know uh, he tur- he left you know sixty five million dollars yeah. on the table at one point. Elite, like he's a great defensive center. Like yes, I also think though that he uh, you know like he has the bounce and the speed, and and he could set screens and stuff. That if we wanted to get back to that sort of uh, you know roots Clippers bench. Lou, Trez, pick and roll. I think that he actually slots into this uh, maybe better than anyone else on this list of available centers. And he's a buy-in guy. He's a guy who needs to buy in. He got a hot dog at one point when he was on the bench for the Mavs, which is bullshit, I will agree. But if you can get him to buy in, you're good to go. And we got Trez to buy in. He and Carlisle never really got along. Yeah. Uh, So it's definitely a thing where, I mean, the more you involve him, the better he's going to be, obviously. The more he's going to lock in. Uh, He's definitely a better defender than Trez. He has the size of an actual center. uh, Better rebounder. uh, But... Yeah, I don't know. If we could get him, I I think it's a pretty solid pickup. Um, He's a great backup center. I I, I think it's a pretty solid pickup. Another name on this list. What are these last two? I was going to say real quick. Another name on this list. Willie Cauley-Stein, who has a player option with the Mavs. He was, of course, How tra- much is that option? He was traded from Golden State. I, it's a couple million dollars. It's not very much money. He could get the Ooh. same He could get the same amount of For money a from any team. Yeah. Uh, but he averaged 7, 6, and 1.3 assists, so more assists than Zoo yeah. uh, in the regular season. <laughs> Whoa, first of all. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking starting centers. Uh, the thing with Willie Cauley-Stein, like, I was actually a huge proponent of picking him up after he didn't want to play with the Kings. Uh, yeah. That was a couple seasons ago, uh, you know, when we before Zoo really blossomed. But he is a guy who has locker room problems so i don't know how that really slots in with the clippers yeah uh and i would be afraid of you know only six rebounds a game like I, if you're unengaged i feel like that really quickly turns into three and that rebounds second unit, a game we need that shit. and that yeah like so i i feel like there's kind of a dip for that and then obviously the biggest name probably on this list is yeah. gonna be tristan thompson uh, who still is averaging 10 rebounds a game. On a shit team. On a shit team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he is still kind of a net negative defender. Uh, kind of or is? Is. I mean, he's a net, <laughs> he's a net de- negative defender. He's also only 6'9", so if you're like really... We're going back to the same old thing. Here's my thing. If you're clamoring for a backup center, which... I'm going to be honest with you, I don't believe in, but whatever. Okay. Uh, he's also, you know, it's it's a similar situation, but he does have the playoff experience uh, yeah. that Trez does not have. And you might be able to get him on a cheap contract because he just came off of a, a four for 82 or 85 or something similar. However, that L.A. nightlife. Ooh. That could be a Tristan Thompson. Oh, it'll get him. That could, that could oh, be it'll a Tristan get him. Thompson. Uh, oh, man. Let us know which of these centers and part guards you think we should get. Uh, coming up, we're going to be doing a real quick shavings, talking about uh, telling everyone how to vote. Shout out to the Clippers, as well as uh, Adam Silver's best guesses of the season. But first, Will, look, I've been eating just kind of 
your foliage I've been finding around my yard. You're a forager. You're yeah, a I'm forager. a forager. I'm a little skinny. What can I do to better my diet? Uh, the best upgrade is honestly Built Bar. Love it. The new Built Bar is even more delicious than before. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, which grubs only really come in one or two flavors. Well, depends on what you're putting in the yard. <laughs> uh, anyways, though, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Love it. The bars are low calorie. They're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber, which makes them great for the keto diet. I mean, honestly, great for anyone. Uh, and the thing is right now, we've got a very special offer for our listeners. What? Uh, <laughs> if you go to builtbar.com and enter promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. One more time, promo code locked on, all caps, one word, like the name of this show, locked on for $10 off your next order at builtbar.com. All right, so welcome to Shavings, real quick for everybody. Man, so just a heads up, don't listen to anything Chris Broussard says. I, think I feel fair. like we gotta get that. We I think gotta that's get that fair. Away. Some people get caught up. If you didn't know that from last summer, maybe you know it now. It's easy to get caught up. Just don't listen to anything he has to say. But last summer, it was quite definitely not coming. Drake the was there for the whole thing. Yeah, uh, freaking idiot. Um, also, if you're not sure if you're registered to vote, which is fair, if you've moved, shit can get wonky. Chris Paul helped register a bunch of Thunders players to vote. Like this isn't this isn't an embarrassing thing. Sometimes you just don't know if you're registered to vote. You can text Clippers to two six seven nine seven to check your status, register to vote, and one get more alerts. time. You gotta do this. Clippers, all capital letters, one word to two six seven nine seven to check your vote, register to vote, and get alerts on how to vote by November third. It's very important you vote. Uh, particularly, please just. Just vote this fool out of office. We don't need this fool in here anymore. Um, and Adam Silver said his best guess is the season resumes in January. Seems a little premature if you're asking me. I gotta be honest. Just, I, just crossed 200k deaths for COVID, which is horrifying, and it doesn't seem like it's getting better. Yes. No, I I agree with you. I I still think that we're looking at at least a partial season with no fans, if not a full season. Well, there's some weird stuff with the fans. So we had someone tweeted us that their season ticket rep said that there's going to be a limited amount of fans lit in the Staples Center. And I'm like, man, I don't know how... First of all, shout out to that person for tweeting at us. Uh, I don't know how much of that is rep talk. I was going to say, on the rep side, they didn't specify that it was during games <laughs> yeah you can just come hang and just like a few people will take let a come couple into staples you can buy from, a, from noon to 12 45 you can get a pretzel <laughs> you can uh buy a t-shirt if you like. is closed um yeah so that seems weird i can't i mean staples center i don't know if they should let fans in like it's an enclosed space the airflow in staples also garbage I mean, it's recycled air with the AC and everything. Yeah, I don't know, man. Pre-vaccine, I, whatever. I, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I can't really speak. Wait a minute. It. You're not a doctor. No. All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I play one on TV. There you go. Uh, but no, but it just seemed weird. Like I just, you know, um, yeah. It, 
I it would be interesting how many people they let into the enclosed because a lot of you know NFL stadiums are letting them in, but a lot of those are open air, right? Like, which I, and I still think it's ill advised. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs had sixteen thousand people, and one of them tested positive. Like anyway, um, and then we talked some shit on the marketing team for the Clippers last episode. Any ideas for new billboard slogans? There has to be a new marketing campaign next year. Yeah, Paul Shearer had a great tweet about it. Um, what about I, shit or get off the pot, Clippers, 2020 what about 2021? Clip, what about Clipper get off the pot? <laughs> Dude, Clipper get off the pot isn't bad. That's pretty funny. I had a driven over given dot, 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 for real this time. What's an exclamation point? Uh, and then maybe like, I don't know. Conference final over second round. <laughs> God, this is just making my heart hurt. Do we have anything else in shaving? I know this is a real quick one. Do we have anything else in shavings to bring up? Uh... No, I mean, like... Just stay up, Clips fans. Just you stay know? up. Stay you know up. what? I gotta be honest, you know? It, it's hard to not feel down after the way the season ends. Oh, I've been listening to prayers on repeat. <laughs> People's prayers? No, the band prayers, which is some deep shit. <laughs> yeah, I have a recording of Clippers fans' prayers. <laughs> a bunch of televangelist stuff? <laughs> yeah. My man's getting into some weird things. Yeah. He's wake going through up, a real... Wake cr- up, wake up. He's going through a real crisis during these times. Yeah. But I, I just want to say, like, obviously it's disappointing the way things ended. Absolutely. But at the core, I got to be honest, man, this is still a good team that... And once again, I'm not making excuses. We lost and we gave up the ghost oh, in yeah. three back-to-back games. We shit everyone's bad. But that being said, I mean, during the regular season, these guys never really got the time together that they needed. Uh, Zoo took a jump. He could take another jump. Uh, I think that, you know, Quine Paul George, chemistry-wise, could take a jump. I think that we're just not in as bad of a spot as maybe some people out there are thinking. The right further now. we get away from the Tuesday game seven loss, the more I think, the more I, I I see it as well. So we just need time. Don't get caught up. Shout out to all the Lakers fans who, for some reason, have listened to this pod and like to comment on what we say. We appreciate the listen. Helps keep the lights on. Um, but the thing is, like, it's it's still not time to hit the panic button. No, we don't, we don't need to make any blockbuster trades. Uh, Not as again. I, as I said, keeping Jamichael Green and Marcus Morris is the best free agency we could truly hope for. 100%. Uh, and Unless just, we trade for Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a joke. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and anyways, I I just want to say overall, guys, there's a lot to look forward to. Listen it's, to Ralph's it's words. Still a gr- it's still a great time to be a Clipper fan. 100%. Listen to Ralph's words on our last episode, Thursday's episode. We're going to be talking about what we'd like to see as a whole from the organization over this possible short offseason, a Pat Bev postseason grade, which, whew, this might get a little ugly. Uh, and then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these fantastic people tell their friends to listen to us? Uh, you could check us out on uh, iTunes or the podcast app. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Uh, you can tell your smart TV to play Locked on Clippers. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us out. Tell your friends. Uh, like I said, the off season's coming. The off season's here. There's so much to talk about as a Clippers fan. Uh, so no shortage of content. If you feel so inclined, go ahead, leave a rating and review. Yeah, uh, we love we it. We love it. We got a five star review recently. We really appreciate it. Um, got a couple of one star reviews from some Lakers fans. Clearly, which, Lakers fans. 
I mean, good shit. My, my advice is talk to a therapist, big guy. <laughs> uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike, and we appreciate you. <laughs>